0: Uh, Joining us now, out of uh, out of Ireland, as the uh, the assistant coach of Summer at this World Cup and the head coach of Leinster, Andrew Goodman, who will not be surprised at all to find uh, he's tuning into here. Is he, Dag, trying to get something for free? Good morning, Goody. How are you, mate?
1: Good morning, lads. Good, good. Thank you. How's everyone run there?
0: Oh, we're
2: good, goody, and uh, sorry about my admin, my friend, um, we, we caught you <laughs> up, but, you know, we adjusted, we adapted, and we're here now, and we're talking to you after a big couple of weeks from a Samoan point of view, mate, uh, finally clicked in that last performance, mate, what'd you make of it?
1: Yeah, heartbreaking, uh, finish for the lads, really, um, we put a lot into that week, and um yeah, no. As you said, it was it was it was good to watch. It was frustrating to watch as well, because mm. felt uh, you know if we played like that right the way through the tournament, we could have put a lot more pressure on uh, some of the other opposition we played against as well. So um, yeah, it was it was good to see the boys finally pull the tri- trigger and play a bit of footy like we knew they could do. Um, but yeah, just a little bit disappointing that it came right at the end, and then as you like the this to finish the way it did was yeah. It was heartbreaking for the lads. They were devastated afterwards, but, um, you know, really proud and reflection and and what was a really good performance overall.
3: Hey, Goody, it's it's Kempe, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um, just what, what are some of the challenges? Like, when you're looking at the the game, you're looking at probably the um, the English Rugby Union, who've got so much money, and, and Samoan Rugby that, you know, uh, is just getting used to playing those Tier 1 teams. What has been your biggest hurdle up there?
1: Definitely just what you've talked about, like playing against Tier 1 Nations regularly, you know, between World Cups so mm. um, we haven't had enough of those opportunities uh, over the last four years and um, I think you've kind of seen throughout this World Cup if we can get more, more opportunities not just us but the other Tier 2 Nations to regularly play against the Tier 1 Nations it's going to bring the whole level of rugby and in particular World Cups uh, right up so um, you know, we got that game against Ireland pre-World pre, pre World Cup, which was great for us. Um, but, yeah, more of those kind of fixtures in between over the next four years is just going to strengthen the global game and make these World Cups a uh, better viewing for everyone.
2: Do you feel like you've been heard there, Goody? Either you're voicing your concerns in regards to playing more rugby. Is anything been done about it and from it?
1: Yeah, I think... Um... Well, oh, this seems like there's a few little plans in, in, in place over the next few years around mm. the way the international games potentially are going to go. So we'll just have to wait and see how that'll one-fold stagger and uh, yeah, see if we can get some of the teams coming down to Samoa or even vice versa. You know, when we go up to the Northern Hemisphere to play games, if it's one out of the three tests that, the, that we play in an in unusual a, in a Northern Hemisphere tour against the Tier 1 Nation... I think uh, little steps like that will make a massive difference.
0: You've had a couple of days to to, to rehydrate and think about uh, the tournament. Uh, <laughs> um, is there is there a little bit of a sense of what might have been? Because, you know, sort of looking at the team that you guys had on paper and, and the group that you're in, mm. it, it felt like there were some winnable games and some maybe some opportunities that you left out there.
1: Oh, definitely, man. I was, I was literally just looking at the quarterfinals again, um, you know, and seeing uh, Argentina, Wales, you know, that's potentially a Welsh team that, you know, if things had been a little bit different, we could have, you know, had a crack at and, you know, would have been pretty pretty confident going into a game like that, that anything could happen, you know, so definitely, um, yeah, looking back, there was, um, it, you know, like if we'd be, been able to get our full team on paper, out consistently we just had some uh little niggles along the way and Mm. neither really got that but that's the same for every team over there so um you know we had opportunities we just didn't through discipline through little errors when it really mattered we just didn't um quite put those performances together so uh yeah it's it's a shame but um i think there were some great strides made by our group as well and it's hopefully a sign of things to come where we don't just get these boys back for the world cup period, we get them back um, over the next four years so the team can really build uh, towards the next one.
2: We'd love to see it, Goody. We'd love to see, you know, players like Taufua, Ala Ala Toa, you got Nera Fumai, who I thought was going to score that try, mate. He has got unbelievable feet. I thought, go all the way, son. (laughs) Lima Sapwanga. You know... What has it been like for you coaching this group, mate? What has it meant for, for your development and, and being a part of, you know, a culture that, that isn't, that's different for you? It's foreign.
1: It's so special, man. Like, we uh, spent five weeks in Samoa in the lead-up to the World Cup. Uh, that, those will be memories old treasure forever, you know, getting over there. And uh, they're the people's team. They always talk around at Samoa, the people's team. So uh, amazing support over there in the islands. My family got to come over and experience some of the culture. And, you yeah, know, it just makes you appreciate everything, really. You, know, you go over there, mm. kind of been living in big cities the last few years and everything's around what you've got and different little things like that. But you go over to a place like Samoa and it's just such a simple life. Everyone's so happy um, and they just they, they live in a beautiful place and they're happy with each other's company and, you know, going about things in a simple way. And, you know, it just makes you, you appreciate life a little bit more and the simple things so that was that was really cool um in terms of the rugby uh, as you said uh different way of doing things. they've got so much natural natural ability and talent so just about trying to find ways to let them play that style as much as they can and you know increase the game understanding and in, in the way we play to, to win the big test matches as well
3: yeah that uh, that that last couple of minutes of that game was so exciting goodie hey um put your world rugby cap on here and you you're now the boss of world rugby because surely you've sat down with some of the some of the uh the brains trust and said this is what needs to happen with um our pacific brothers to get more rugby what what do you think that answer is what does it look like
1: uh you know lot like one of the things would be when, when the test windows are on, making sure uh, the clubs that, that pay these players really well um, are compensated or easy, more easily give these players up for, for, the, for the test matches in between World Cups because that's quite often the struggle that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they, they lose maybe their English internationals or Irish or French internationals. And they've got those, a lot of the Pacific Island boys are over there to really um, keep the team going. During those phases of competitions when those other internationals are away, so that's been one of the reasons why we haven't had your, your Lima Wanga and your, and your Jordan Tellefsen and all those guys always available over the last few years. So, if there's something we can do to make sure those players are available, um, in the test matches leading in between World Cups, that would be that would be a massive um, thing for I think all Pacific nation or countries.
2: Totally agree. Couldn't agree more there, Goody. Um, let's talk about that moment. It's still circulating on the socials now in regards to that moment when the try was overturned by the TMO, mate. Have you had much thoughts on that that moment, mate? Uh, was it the right call on the day?
1: Oh, but I've never seen it happen before. So, yeah, it was, never. it's got to be the first ever, is it? First ever. Yeah, it's a shame. Unconscious it's... bias, bud? Are you feeling what Salimapasua <laughs> is saying? Oh, I'll, I'm not going to go there. I'll let him. I'll let him keep going down that line. Um, yeah, I I'll look at I look at the controllables in the game. I think there was some things that we could have done better around our own discipline and errors and, and things as well. So um, yeah, he's been involved in the in the game with the Pacific Islands a lot longer than I have. But um, yeah, to, to have little things like that happen was was a shame. And, um but I still think in the game looking back at it today, like there was a number of things we could have done better as a team to yeah, yeah to put that game away.
0: Well, I mean you you don't have to say it mate because people have been saying it for you. I know um Brendan Yeah, we'll say it for yeah. You, mate. yeah Brendan Nell, who's one of the top <laughs> South African journalists, has said it. Keith Quinn has said it on social media as well. Um have, has uh, the Salmon Camp had anything from world rugby from the from the officials to explain the, the what happened and how this happened?
1: Yeah, we usually get there. Should, there should be something coming through. So the lot like the risks uh, have been pretty good throughout um throughout the last mm. period. Around once they've done the review, they'll send stuff into into maps. Uh, oh, I haven't heard from him. We had a as you know at the end of the campaign dagger. We had a good we had a good crack. <laughs> uh, Saturday, Saturday night wasn't. Much Lima's still was going? Lima's still going? A few of the boys are still going. I have to get back. My my daughter's first birthday tomorrow, so. Thought I'd better get back and uh, be around for that, but um, uh, yeah, I'm sure that that feedback will come back to the boss, and uh, he'll pass it on due course, and uh, we'll have a good conversation around it. But yeah, you know, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say without uh
2: nah. We'll we'll keep saying it for you, mate. You're robbed. You're ripped. Yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the reality. So it's all good. It's all good. Hey, let's look forward, and I know you, coach. At Leinster, and look, we've been uh, doing our best on the show to really, you know, unravel or try and figure out ways of how this Irish team can be stopped. You get a front-row seat. What have you come up with? What Dagger? goes
1: on? What have you come up with? Well, what are you talked about come up so far?
2: With, we've talked about Johnny Sexton and his ability with time and ball in hand. Like he just oozes time with ball. And teams, particularly Scotland, were coming up. They were coming up off the line, but then they were parking on their heels and stopping and allowing yeah. him to play. So just trying to figure out ways to get up with alignment, connecti- connectivity, and come forward and put pressure on Johnny. Is that the way? You you know what he, what makes him tick.
1: Oh, he's amazing to watch, isn't he? It seems like he's got so mm. much time in the ball. Everything seems to slow down around him. And, yeah. Um, yeah, you can, you've can got to make sure that pressure's on all around him, though, because... Eh? He'll get pressure on him, but he'll still nine times out of ten he'll be able to get a pass around to someone else in space. So I suppose like the line speed you're talking around, it's got to be full line engagement, and they've got to be mm. you know inside ball. They've got to be two guys running short lines off him, and someone running a deeper boy at the back. He's got multiple options with that with that attack shape they run. So as you said, it's got to be uh, full line engagement. Now eh? he's. Is incredible at the at the line skill set.
0: The um the uh, in terms of uh, how we stop him outside of getting my auntie Susie out of retirement from being a waitress in South Africa, uh, what would you suggest, mate? <laughs>
1: what do you reckon? What, oh, mate, I've just yeah, I think you've you've hit it on the you've hit it on the head there with the line speed and taking his time and space away. Um, but man, it's got to be. As I said, everyone's got to be on because if he sees one little kink in the armor or there's a bit of uh, space on the edge, he'll hit it with a kick, he'll hit it with a pass over the top. Um, he's, he's incredible to watch. It's the same as they'll be looking at Richie going the same, taking his time and space away and um, trying to stop him. But it's, I think it's great for rugby that you know this would have been a great final with the, the attacking mindset mm. that both teams have. Um, it's a brutal quarterfinal though, isn't it? It's a brutal quarter final.
3: What? What do you? Someone's going to be hurting. Yeah, goody, exactly right. What do you? What do you make of the support up there uh, when Ireland played Scotland? It was just a sea of green. Um, does that? Oh. Does that come into it as well?
1: Yeah, they're great supporters, eh? You've seen that. Oh, that South African game, the old uh, zombie song going on in the background, and uh, they're passionate. They're getting over there in, in high numbers, so it'll be uh, it'll be like a home game for them. I'd, I'd imagine there in, in Paris, there'll be there'll be plenty of green there. So. The New Zealand contingent are going to have to get get right amongst it and get their uh, get their voices out there, which is not typically uh, a thing we do well in New Zealand Day. Eh? So we're going to have to be right on with the uh, with the contingent we've got over there.
2: Goody, you've been involved with the Crusaders. You're you're now part of probably the most successful team up there in the North Lent. Uh Is there a lot of similarities? Like, what can you compare the two? Are they totally different? And, and what about the pathways in Ireland? Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, mate. As you've uh, as you know, Dagger, that academy system in in Christchurch and uh, Nelson, the two academy Crusader bases there mm. are amazing, and probably one of the main reasons Crusaders have been doing what they've been doing over the past few years. That that genuine pathway through the academy, that you know, that time they get with the top team, uh, the alignment the whole way down. So, again, coming over to Leinster. Uh, no different men. The academy system here is amazing. They've got great people uh, looking after those boys as soon as they, you know, through the school pathway into first, second year, and the, by the time they reach that L- Leinster team, the the habits etc. that they've uh, they've got a top drawer professional, um, and they they come in and do their thing. So the um, I'd say the academies is a major reason why both the Crusaders and Leinster have been. Pretty dominant in the in the different competitions.
0: A little bit confusing, mate. Been been in the blue and white and seeing seeing the the old enemy and Munster down the road in the red and black for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got one over us at the end of the season. The bastards as well. So, I'm um, looking forward to getting another crack at the end of the season, mate. Out- uh, but it is, yeah.
0: Yeah. What, what about yes. uh, what about Johnny Sexton? He's 37. I, I kind of assumed that maybe the, this would be the, the, the swan song he'd bow out after this World Cup. You, you were coaching him at Leinster. As far as you know, he's he's putting the boots on again uh, post-World Cup?
1: Mate, I, re- I messaged him after that African game and said, surely, mate, one more season. What do you reckon? <laughs> and putting the pressure on him. But no, I think he's done, mate. I think he's done. I think he's uh, done. Amazing careers had, and to finish like that with the Six Nations um, didn't get the fairy tale finish with it with us, unfortunately. But um, mm. with his injuries, etc But he's uh, yeah, he's an incredible man and he had an incredible career. But from what I understand, this will be his his last little uh, swan song in rugby. So it'll be uh, sad to lose him to the game. But you know, hopefully he's got such an amazing rugby mind on him. I'm sure he'll be back in around in, in some capacity over the next few years.
2: Well, I didn't want to bring it up, but I'm going to. What happened to Tasman?
1: <laughs> mate, you didn't need to go, there, <laughs> mate? I was hoping you weren't <laughs> <out>.
2: <laughs> well, I know you've been watching.
1: I was sitting with a couple of Hawks Bay boys having a few beers as well, as he old uh, and... Uh, I uh, bet you wine winding them up. Yeah, mate, they were right into me. So um, <laughs> I saw the score of the halftime and that we were up still, because the Hawks Bay were down by a bit at halftime, weren't they? Came back yeah. strong in the second half. Yeah, so I was into them at time, but yeah, they were, bloody, they were back on me uh, not long after. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah, know, there's still it's been good to have a bit of provincial banter going at, as the as the World Cup went over as well. All the boys over here have been keeping a close eye on the games and uh, having a good look, look at those.
2: Awesome. Still, still, still saw so five wins
1: for... in, that, in that last All Black game, though, eh? Pretty sure I know, mate. Been strong. Oh, strong.
2: <laughs> I actually saw someone from Taranaki doing the fins, mate. Ratawai Tavuki. Was he, was he just, you know, giving giving your boys a bit of a tongue-in-cheek there or what? A bit of banter?
1: I think he, I think is, is it coastal sharks or something up in the neck of the club? Yeah, that's right. What, well, there's a, yeah, I right. think they. Like great whites,
3: great whites from uh, Taranaki, not markers. <laughs> you just get
2: eaten all the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey Jeez, Goody, thanks very much, brother. Good on him.
2: We appreciate you coming no, on, good. man. Um, well done. Sorry I couldn't I don't no,
1: sorry I couldn't give you the definitive answer on Johnny there, man. He's just he's a class player to watch. It'll be interesting to see him and Richie go uh head to head eh. you going for Richie though, eh? <laughs> mate. Of course, <laughs> mate have <laughs> no, <laughs> both <laughs> now. Sitting on the fence, right on the fence. I want, I want my Lenters boys oh. to come back
0: happy as well. Yeah, be careful of those like splinters, <laughs> mate. Oh, <okay.
1: laughs> Cheers, Goody
0: yeah. Okay. Cheers, lads. See you yeah. later. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Goodman, how good. Uh having him out of Ireland and uh, giving us some insight there. Uh of that Samoan situation and also uh being at Leinster and, and just how good Johnny Sexton is, mate. It's uh it was interesting. I mean he didn't he hey, didn't want to give us nothing. too much didn't want to give yeah. us too much, did he no?
2: He's getting paid plenty, so
0: I'll probably do the same. So, you know.
2: But he's finishing up. He's finishing up, right dog, so there you go. One hell of a career.
0: One hell of a career, all right, mate. Uh, We've had a few texts coming through. We'll get to some of those next. This is Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy yep. for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Keeping you healthy and connected this spring.